Servus und willkommen to another episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is Schnitzel and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's recent 3-2 victory over Hertha Berlin. And my God, I had my heart in my mouth for a majority of the game and I'm sure most people who are watching the game, most Bayern fans did as well. It was a very nervous affair and I was just panicking right to the very end. I was actually expecting Hertha to score a goal uh, right at the end, like an extra time, because that is something that Bayern is super susceptible to, you know, just losing it, uh, losing their nerves of steel towards the end of the game and just conceding some really dumb goal. And overall, the refereeing was also not up to the mark, so it was a very, very tricky affair. And going into the game, I didn't expect Bayern to struggle this much. But that being said, uh, you know, they did start very comfortably in the first half and Bayern looked in complete control and I thought this was going to be a routine beatdown because, you know, the team was leading 3-0 in the first half and that is just fantastic. But, you know, the second half happened and, you know, Hatta somehow found two goals, sorry, in the first half itself and it was a very nervous affair uh, in the second half, just super 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 difficult to control Hertha's you know offense and also the referee just giving a blind eye to many ruthless challenges and I was really worried that a lot of the Bayern players they you know might succumb to injuries considering you know cards are not being dished out at the right time so it's obviously really sad that Alfonso Davies was injured I hope it's not anything too serious but it did look quite bad I'm guessing it was a hamstring injury, but, uh, you know, only time will tell. And Bayern Munich should release an official statement shortly. So we'll keep you updated on that as well. Be sure to tune into our uh, articles post-game and, uh, you know, during the rest of the week. It's going to be a big blow for Canada if he's out for an extended period of time. So I hope that's not the case because Davies is just so vital to both Bayern and Canada's ambitions. And I just feels so terrible for him and you know it's just a very sad time to get injured that being said uh we did also welcome Leroy Zane and Luca Hernandez uh onto the pitch for uh, the first time in a very long time uh, after you know the injury spells and it was so good to watch them back Hernandez looked like he hadn't missed a beat uh and I guess Zane was super active in the final third of the pitch just a very very good outing for both players as substitutes Without further ado, I think we should first look at the lineups and then the course of the game and finally some player analysis and some general observations. Bayern Munich lined up in its standard 4-2-3-1 formation that it has become accustomed to right now with Chupamoting manning that uh, number 9 role with authority. He is just blazing, just blistering right now. And, you know, honestly, I do not miss Lewandowski at all. Like, that guy... He has been completely replaced by Chupa Moting. Chupa Moting has been looking incredible. Like, I think if Chupa continues in this vein of form and he delivers as a Champions League, he might be a legitimate contender for the Ballon d'Or. Sorry, not the Ballon d'Or, uh, the FIFA Best Player Award because who gives a flying bleep about the fast door? Anyways, Bayern Munich lined up in a 4-2-3-1, which can morph into a 4 Triple two, as you know, I always mention because Chupamotin can also thrive in wider roles, and he did drift wide on several occasions to play as a winger. We lined up with Mane, Muziala, and Gnabry behind him, and 
Muziala was actually an attacking midfielder for most of the game, but he was mostly drifting into the wing half spaces, so it looked like he was a wing uh, playmaker uh, AM hybrid, which is something that we're used to uh, at this point in time because Leroy Zani and Thomas Miller can also do the same thing. In midfield, we had Jozo Kimmich and Leon Goretzka, and the back four comprised of Davies, Upamecano, Benjamin Pavard, and Mazraoui, and finally to round everything up, Manuel Neuer was welcomed back to the pitch. Our captain, Capitan, our a stable, you know, goalkeeping maestro, the world's best keeper of all time. Just you know, so good to have him back, and obviously the German national team will also be thrilled to welcome him back to the squad. And Hertha Berlin, well, they lined up with another 4-2-3-1 formation which is kind of surprising because they usually do a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 this time they also played with two midfielders in Suatsada and Luka Tussar and uh, I think this was done to counter Bayern Munich setup and try and crowd the midfield with Luka Baki also dropping back quite a few times and uh, the attack was very very you know active Hatta Berlin came out with a mission and Luka Bakio has always been a thorn in Bayern's side for years. He he is the, I don't know, he just has a bad omen for Bayern Munich in general. And you know, he's just a player who shows up against Bayern all the time, kind of like a kryptonite. So he was obviously involved in this game. He did score, which we'll come to later. But yeah, he had Davy Zelka up front and Boetius and Marco Richter, you know, supporting him. And uh, I would say that Hertha Berlin did not implement a low block at the beginning of the game. It was very open-ended and uh, both sides had some pretty decent opportunities. Hertha did not look afraid at all. They came to fight. But Bayern Munich consolidated, uh, you know, dominance at the very early stages. They bossed possession and they looked very comfortable with the passing. And Upamecano was absolutely world-class. Like, he did not... Put his foot wrong like once the entire game he was so so good and some of his tackles some of his challenges they were just out of this world and i think the timing of upamakana's challenges has improved significantly over the years like he looks so much more polished right now so much more refined and his physicality helps him to shrug you know attackers off with ease Luka Bakio had a very difficult time you know going into physical challenges with Upa Upa just brushed him aside and that dude just went flying so this man he just looks in prime mode right now and now that Hernandez is back I can say safely and with surety that Bayern Munich have the world's best defense and uh, his partner at the beginning of the game Benjamin Pava had a very solid time as well he did come in with some really good challenges that I was very very happy with and overall it was shaping up to be a very good game for him until the penalty happened and then things started going downhill but till then he was just super tidy I think so were the wing backs as well Alfonso Davies really good super involved in the attack and also very very solid defensively and I think Mazraoui is kind of like a Davies on the right hand side which is fantastic I think Bayern Munich's you know, scouting department and uh, transfers of late have been really good. And Mazraoui, he is just cementing that right back spot. And I think it has been very, very, very long since we've seen someone cement their, uh, you know, position at the right back position uh, since like Philip Lam went and left. Joshua Kimmich was amazing there for a while, but it seems that he's just so much better in midfield. 
and uh, Mazraoui, well, he just adds this dribbling touch and, you know, this finesse to the right-back position that we have, I've never seen Bayern have. And uh, he is just so good in tight spaces and it's like a right-hand side Davies. And both of them are attack-minded wing-backs, which is why it is all the more surprising that Bayern Munich are pretty solid you know, overall with two attack-minded wing-backs who love to dribble into tight spaces. So, yeah, a really, really impressive first half from Mazraoui, aside from maybe that first goal that Luka Bakio scored when he definitely should have done better, you know, covering his man. But that effort from Luka Bakio was fantastic and credits, credit to him where it's due. It was just a really difficult volley, you know, just hitting the ball on the volley from... You know, when it's four or five feet in the air, it's just really difficult. And he made it look so easy. So credit where it's due. And Manuel Neuer was soundly beaten. Maz should have done better there. But I think you can't really blame, you know, either Maz or Pavar completely. Like both players shared half the blame at least. And I think the entire defense could have done better that moment. But, uh, you know, just you cannot prevent wonder goals at some instances and this was just one of those cases just a really well taken goal and aside from that the defense was stellar i think and uh i believe that you know it's just sad that we conceded in the 45th minute because we were in complete control like i said and the three goals we scored the first one jamal muziala brilliant finish after some wonderful work done by Sadio Mane who was really involved in the attack and I believe that despite not scoring he was one of the most active players on the pitch today and I was highly impressed with his work rate and Muziala did really well to you know finish the ball calmly he did get more chances today but he could have done better with them uncharacteristically you know mediocre finishing with the others but his first is goal that the one that he scored was taken so brilliantly. Chupa Moting then came in with two more goals in the space of just two minutes which was fantastic and he is in a torrid run of form right now. I think you can safely say that he's one of the hottest strikers in world football at the moment and if this continues Bayern are in for some great news this season because this attack looks unstoppable like every single team is bound to concede against Bayern and uh well, Chupamoting just fits like a glove in this attack. And Nagelsmann must be thrilled, uh, you know, watching him perform and produce the goods week in, week out, because this is just amazing. And then came the goals from Hata Berlin, 40th minute, Luka Bakio. And so we already spoke about the Luka Bakio goal. It's, it's just these things happen. But in the 45th minute, I think it could have been avoided. Like Pavar just seemed to step on Selke's ankle. And I know it definitely wasn't intentional. He was glancing, you know, in a different direction and he was looking at the ball and he just stepped stepped on Luka Bak- uh, sorry, Davy Zelka's foot with the slightest of touches. It didn't look like anything to me. And Davy Zelka just fell on the ground holding his foot and just screaming in agony. It was, was like, almost like seeing, you know, Neymar, but like taller and maybe just, just like a crybaby, just, you know, flopping. I mean... He should probably, you know, take part in the Olympics for the diving and probably get a 
bronze medal at least for that performance or maybe go to theater because i think they value that in broadway among other places because selka was fantastic on that front just an amazing theatrical performance convinced the referee completely who then went on to you know check var and awarded khatabulina uh, penalty i think it was a very very soft call and unfortunate but also Benjamin Pavar has to be aware of his surroundings and these things happen all the time and if you're playing for Bayern Munich you're bound to give away cheap penalties in the Champions League which is like the biggest stage and refs love awarding you know penalties against Bayern and it's not just that it's just these things can be avoided just not do not step anywhere near an opposition player's foot to like for no reason i mean if it's a challenge go for it go for the ball but when it's not anywhere close to the player why would you risk a penalty so maybe inside bind zone penalty area they should keep away from opposition players you know in situations where the ball is not involved this could have been prevented it was a very 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 soft call and i think the referee could have done better there definitely uh, could have gone either way but yeah just unlucky and devi salka scored you know just a goal that It was unfortunate and came against the run of play. Uh, Hadabalan were really lucky to go in 3-2 in the first half. In a half that Bayern rightly dominated Bost and completely outclassed Hata. And Nagelsmann, to be to be very fair, he couldn't have set the team up more perfectly. They were playing really well, exploiting Hata's weaknesses, striking you know on the counter and just looking very sharp. So. you know i really feel for the manager these are just some goals that you know are sad to concede but at the same time you know you just can't do much about them and in the second half well it was a scoreless half and nobody really did much and of course bayern did seem to score one but then it was ruled out because davies was offside in the build up and overall bayern did again boss control but it did look shaky towards the end the last 10 minutes was wave after wave of the attack and this is something that bayern needs to you know improve obviously maybe bayern took the foot off the pedal and perhaps it was the right decision because you cannot keep running at opposition defenses for 90 minutes but i mean if the scoreline is so close and it could go either way with just one goal maybe try and keep the efforts high till you can squeeze in another goal that is my opinion like in bigger stages like in the champions league knockouts maybe in the quarter finals or in the semi finals if you progress that far if you have a one goal lead you you should expect to push you know and continue to just press the opposition till you can score another goal or two because you are never safe and things can change in an instant in the blink of an eye and if the opposition scores then that's just a lot of unnecessary pressure that the team will have on itself and you know it's just so difficult in those situations and you don't want to concede an extra time or you know in overtime and what not so it's just very difficult things that could be prevented little nuances that you know need ironing but overall a very disciplined second half just a very professional half i think uh, the inclusion of uh, Hernandez for Davies after Davies left with the supposed injury was crucial because Luka locked down that left-hand side like a boss. He is an absolute wall, like a brick wall, not even brick probably like, you know, a diamond wall. You just like go and bang yourself on the wall and just end up injured. Just super difficult to get past him and his tackles are just so perfect. Like it's so difficult to describe. He, you cannot 
go past him that easily. And whenever Luca Hernandez is playing in defense, it's just an added layer of security that you feel as a Bayern fan. And Hernandez and Upamecano looked so comfortable, and they did not let a single you know attempt get to Neuer. It was just really nice to watch. And uh, the midfield, I think Joshua Kimmich was absolutely brilliant this game. He is, you know, making massive strides defensively. And he is looking like he wants to really take Zabitzer's role off as well and just keep starting for Bayern. And I really know and I feel like he needs to be rested forcefully so that he can conserve some energy. But at the same time, he's just producing the goods week in, week out. And he really is motivated to start. So... He's, he was fantastic again today, made some vital interceptions, was, you know, behind Luka Bakio the entire game. And I really loved, you know, the efforts he put into defending, uh, you know, in various situations like defending counters, defending set pieces, just very, very involved in defense. And he is morphing into a complete defensive midfielder who can also play make from the deep areas. We always knew that he was an amazing deep line playmaker but he was also fantastic defensively and his through balls and his long balls were again fantastic so i think i'm waxing lyrical about kimish but he is, it's completely deserved and i think right now he's one of the world's best midfielders goretzka had an uncharacteristically uh silent game and i think Marcel zabitz after coming on stabilized the midfield a lot more but you know when you keep running at defenses the entire time and you have to rely on your physicality and on your you know pace to boss the midfield then you are bound to you know over time get tired fatigue is creeping into the squad and that is understandable but you know there in three weeks in one or two weeks we will have the world cup coming in very soon i think three weeks it is yes it's three weeks and once the world cup begins well Bayern munich players who are not going to the world cup will get a lot of time to rest and the other players, we just have to hope that they don't come back injured, but it'll be like a break for club football. So till then, we just need to make sure that the players don't overexert themselves because it'll be a shame if more players, you know, would have to potentially miss the World Cup. Like we already saw Timo Werner getting injured and that's very sad. Like he will probably miss the World Cup. And for that very reason, I think players have to be more careful, especially since the World Cup's just around the corner. And... Uh, yeah, the attack. Well, Muziala was really good to start the game. And then he fluffed a few opportunities that I think he could have done much better with. He definitely could have scored two more goals and he had the chance to. But I don't know. It's just you cannot expect him to score of every chance. And sometimes players miss. And he's still very young. So you need to keep that in mind. He's always subjected to these high-pressure situations, these high stakes. You never see people complain as much when you know Serge Gnabry misses a chance or Kingsley Coman does because we kind of expect that from them like they are not the best of finishers and they will miss chances and speaking of that you know uh I think Coman was the best when he came out as a sub and he was so bad with his decision making and with his overall play that I don't even want to spend time talking about him that's how bad he was and I think he doesn't warrant a start at this point in time over any of the other wingers he needs to up his game and it's so uncharacteristic he was so good last season and this season he's just playing like a pile of hot trash so need to really up your game man or you're just out you know and France uh, France coach Didier Deschamps uh, is also probably watching Coman's game closely and he needs to up his performances
Sadio Mane was fantastic, as I've already said. He was super involved in every phase of the game and just just very impressive. And I was very happy with his work rate. Chuba Moting continues to impress the world's best striker at the moment for me, uh, uh, who is not a robot. And I think he will do excellently well in the coming weeks as well. And I think if he plays for Cameroon in the World Cup, watch out because he is on scorching out form. And yeah, Serge Gnabry was, you know, put in a very solid effort. It was industrious, but I think he could have done better with some of the chances he got. Again, decision making not so good. But definitely better than Coman. I mean, probably everyone. If you put Bunazar on the pitch, like he would probably do a better job on the wing than Coman. That's just how bad he is at the moment. I'm so sorry to say this. And Leo Zani came in as a sub and he was very good. Very, very pleased with his performance. And I think it's such a pleasure to watch Zane back on the pitch. And I think he's been having a remontada since last season itself. And... Nagelsmann has just seemed to, you know, uh, bring the best out of Zane and it's got to board very well with, you know, for Germany going into the World Cup having Muziela and Zane on the wings because that is sizzling and Thomas Müller in the attacking midfield role, probably Niklas Füllkrug up top. I mean, think about that attack. It's going to be so, so, so difficult to stifle that attack. And that midfield is just going to be Kimmich and Goretzka, I think, for the World Cup. We all know that. The defense, uh, well, uh, it's going to be a mix of various components of the other Bundesliga teams because, well, Bayern's defense is basically the French national team's defense. And you can expect Benjamin Pavard, Upamecano and Luca Hernandez to play a major, major role in France's World Cup ambitions this, uh, this World Cup. And yeah, uh, overall, I think it was a very tricky performance, very, very hard-earned victory and completely well-deserved because aside from some poor refereeing, some questionable calls and some moves that, you know, could have done better with some tidier finishing, I think Bayern were just really good again. I'm sorry for yawning because I just feel really sleepy at the moment. It has been a while since I've gotten more than six hours of sleep and I need eight hours to function normally. So I just need to go get my sleep schedule back on track, I suppose. Overall, uh, just very pleased and I hope Bayern can keep this winning, winning streak going. It's such a shame that we couldn't keep a clean sheet, but I expect that to improve also in the coming weeks. And I think I've covered everything I had in mind. Uh, hopefully, Davies recovers quickly. Go to Besserung for that. And uh, overall, I think, yeah, uh, that is it from me. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to like, free, like, share, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get your quality audio and podcast content, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, and or Megaphone, wherever you listen to us. And also ensure you read our articles on Bavarian Football Works and make sure you give us your feedback in the comment section and keep showing us your love because we really, really enjoy it and, you know, you keep us going. So thanks once again and uh, until next time, vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.